Good evening, everyone. We are, Mirtashem, today we will finish Perik Memtes. We are holding on page Ayin, which is opposite of page 138. And we are holding where it says, Ach Echi Bechenes Yizdabkus Rucha Berucha, which is nine lines from the top of the page. So we're finishing, we're finishing off the sugya of Avas Hashem, or this particular aspect of Avas Hashem, Perik Nun, which will start in Hashem either next week or the week afterwards, we'll, um, we'll be talking about another another derech, another way in Avas Hashem. But right now we're finishing off the Avas Hashem of Kamayim Hapanam Lapanam Kenlev Adam Al Adam, which we've uh, been talking about for the last quite a few shiurim. And we've reached our climax, meaning that last week we spoke about the different kavanas, the kavanas that we have in Berchus Kriyashma. This was we spoke about this last week. We spoke about this two weeks ago. They have um, the the kavanas about how if all the, the great malachim and how nevertheless the Ebrister Hashem loves us. Uban, and last week we spoke about Ubana Bachartam Balashem. This incredible Ava that Hashem has for every single one of us. And this awakens a love, a reciprocal love for Hashem to the point that we, um, when we get to Vihafta as Hashem Elikacha, we're actually feeling this love. Uh, can I just ask you one little tiny sure. question? Um, I was reading uh, a, a pamphlet by a well-known uh, 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 Lamdim, and he wrote in that that Hashem especially loves religious Jews. It was very, probably there were people who very much uh, were against such a statement. But he said, so you tell your religious Jews that Hashem really, really, really loves religious Jews. Seems to preclude maybe such, such warmth for non-religious Jews. And yet they're Yidden. And yet they were born with a Nefesh Elokis. Any comments on that? <laughs> So I saw the I saw the same thing that you saw. Okay. Chabad, Chabad, yeah. It's not from Chabad. Obviously. And there is truth to the statement. But when you say there's truth to the statement, that necessarily implies that's not the entire story, it's not the whole truth. Which is on the essential level Hashem loves every single yid. Ubanu Balashem is talking about the goof. And the goof of one yid is not is the same as the goof of another. And um, and regardless of what Hashem, the love that Hashem has for every yid is incredible. Um, go ask a parent: Does he love one kid more than another? If one kid's a little better, one kid's a little worse. The, the essential love of a parent is to every single one of uh, every single one of his or her children. And we are all Hashem's children. However, at the same time, Hashem loves very much Torah and mitzvahs. Hashem loves Torah and mitzvahs, and more specifically, Hashem loves when we do Torah and mitzvahs for many, many different reasons. First of all, that's the reason why we're put on here in this world. Um, it's also for our benefit to do Torah and mitzvahs. So to say, so on a, cer- on a certain level also, definitely there is something that Hashem has for someone who's doing Torah and mitzvahs which is not uh, someone who doesn't do Torah mitzvahs, but that's not the Ava Atzmis, that's not the essential love. Um, 
Like if you have a parent who has a child and the child is doing very well, the, child, the parent gets nachas from the child. Can you say that a parent gets more nachas from one child than the other child? Yeah, that's a fair statement. If one kid is a Rosh Yeshiva and the other kid is a doctor and they're both very accomplished and doing a lot of good stuff and the third, the third kid is a homeless drug addict, so I think it's fair to say that the parent will get more nachas from children number one and two than number three. It's not fair to say that the parent will love child number one and two more than number three. So, on the one hand, to go and to say, well, Hashem loves us all, so it doesn't make a difference. Do I do Torah mitzvahs? I do not do Torah mitzvahs. That's also a statement which we can't say. That's why there's truth to the statement, but it has to be understood in a little bit broader context. Okay. But we've arrived at the pinnacle. We've arrived at Yehavta Eis Hashem Alekecha, at which point during davening, ideally, a yid is supposed to be standing with such an incredible love for Hashem, based on all the different meditations that we've had up until this point, and the contemplating Hashem's incredible love for us, which that's really the toichen of davening, as we'll discuss more later on today. So when you reach Yehavta Hashem Alekecha, your heart is bursting with love for Hashem. Now, what do you do with that love? You ever felt such a deep love for someone that you like, so what do I do now? I can't, I can't just continue my life as normal, at, at like uh, my regular daily routine. What am I going to do with that love? Where do I channel it? How do I express it? What do I do? So we say, We're at a place where the, our love for Hashem surpasses everything. And now what do we do with that Avas Hashem? So the next words in Kriyishma is, And it's not just a random placement. First we talk about Avas Hashem, but actually the Psukim of, the Psukim, etc., are, is a response to that question that after I've arrived at a place of what do I do with it and what's the answer going to be? Go learn Torah. These words which I'm commanding you should be should be on your heart. Teach them to your children. Speak about them always. And that's the response to the question what to do with the Avon. Let's do this inside. Again, page Ayim, opposite of page 138. Nine lines from the top. Ach. Ach, however, Echi. So there's a desire. Again, the, when you reach Vihafta, it's Hashem Alikacha. You have this incredible desire to connect with Hashem. Ach, Echi Bechinas, Isdapkos Rucha Berucha. How do you go about this? How do you go about creating this Isdapkos Rucha Berucha, which means the connection of spirit to a spirit, our spirit with Hashem's spirit? Moze Amar. The answer to that comes in the next psukim. This is what it says: that these words of Torah should be and you should speak them. And it says, so here we have two things. Which means that these words that I'm commanding you, the words of Torah, should be on your heart. And then means that you should articulate the words of Torah. These are two things. Number one is Torah. The knowledge of Torah, to have Torah in your mind and in your heart. That's Vahoyu Advaram Eila Sharnechim Mitzavachayim Al Levavacha. And then Vishinantam Levanacha Vidibartabam is the mitzvah of articulating the words of Torah verbally with the mouth when learning Torah. 
And as Dr. Rebbe will say from the Yitzchayim, that these are two different things, as we mentioned also in previous prakim. That just like in a relationship, there's Izdapkus Rucha Berucha. Izdapkus Rucha Berucha means the connection of spirits. And that's the essence of every relationship. Is you have two people, two souls, and their spirits are attracted to each other. Their spirits um, care for each other, like each other, love each other. And then, how does that, how does that izdapkus rucha berucha express itself? It expresses itself through nishikin, through kisses. But the kisses is only a vehicle to express the deeper izdapkus rucha berucha. You know, a kiss with nothing behind it is, is meaningless, is sterile. The whole point of a kiss, when does a kiss become meaningful? When it's an expression of something which is, which is deeper. So the same thing is, in terms of our relationship with Hashem, Torah, when we learn Torah, we are having this izdapkus rucha berucha, this incredible union of spirits with Hashem, and there's also the neshikin, there's also the kisses. Those are both in Torah. Mitzvahs, as we learned in previous prakim, are compared to mechabek esamelech. When you do a mitzvah, you're hugging the king, and the king is hugging you. Torah is a deeper connection. It's one of the union of spirits and the one of, uh, and the one of kisses. When you understand Torah, when you have words, words of Torah in your mind and in your heart, that is the izdapkus rucha berucha. That is the connection of spirits. And when you say words of Torah, when you speak words of Torah, when you actually articulate the words of Chumash, Gemara, Mishnah, Tanya, whatever it may be, so then you're experiencing the shikin that is your kiss, that, that is kissing Hashem. The neshikin, the kiss, is the revelation of the istapkus rucha berucha. Just like in a physical relationship, the kissing is a re, is an expression of and a revelation of the union of spirits. The same thing is also the union of spirits is the understanding of Torah, and the speaking of the words of Torah is the revelation of that. Is the neshikin, is the kisses, because it's the revelation of the connection that we have through studying Torah. So immediately, immediately, when a person has this tremendous avat Hashem, what is the first realization? That the person has to have is that what do I do with this tremendous love? How do I connect? I want, I want, I want. So you know the word according to Chassidus, the word via hafta, the word ahava, is related to the word. No, no, that I know is Shamshin uh, Fal Hirsch and others, but Chassidus has brought down that's related to the word ava, like it says in the possibility ava Hashem alikecha l'shmoi al bilam. The word ava means to desire. Like the word taiva, right? The, related to the word taiva, correct? So the word rahafta, the word ava is related to the word desire. So you have this tremendous desire for Hashem, and how do you actualize that desire? How do you connect? So immediately the answer is go learn Torah. That's um, we've had this. This is a recurring theme in Tanya. We had it also in the end of Perik Mem. The Navi says, if you're thirsty for Hashem, go drink water. Go learn Torah. You know there are people who want to have. They're looking for depth, and they're looking for meaning, and they're looking for a connection to, to, the, to, to, to Hashem and to spirituality. And they realize how empty their life is. And the Navi screaming at these people, you're thirsty for Hashem. The way to quench this thirst is by, is by learning Torah, because that's how you have this connection to Hashem. But you have a lot of people learning Torah and don't have no connection. That's true, that's true. To learn it like, like you're going to a law school. So That's correct. Yeah. Like you said before, you give a case, but you don't have any meaning for it. Right, right. Yeah, but that's what the bottom bomb is the case. Now these guys are learning, but you could and kiss. they still don't have no connection you to could other people. Well. How do you explain that? I'm saying you could kiss and don't have no love, no harbor. 
Yeah, but he says the kissing was is the articulation of the Torah. But he, but, what he, no. but what he's saying is, is it possible theoretically to give a kiss, and there is no love. Absolutely. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We hear. How do you develop it then? Hmm. Uh, he's learning. He's learning, and this and that. He should automatically have the em- the emesis. You have to develop no, it somehow. He, he doesn't. He doesn't say that when you learn Torah, you come to love Hashem. He doesn't say that. Yes, but it's. Uh, oh, you have to. Uh, you have to. Uh, he says that when you learn Torah, that's you're having the deepest connection with Hashem, and therefore, if you come to love Hashem, you should go run and learn Torah. Someone who learns Torah and learns it like a like a law book, it's a rachmanus on him, and it's a rachmanus on his neshama. But the connection to Hashem is there. The end of the day, this person has in the it has within them, they have the Torah, which Torah is the Torah of Hashem. Now, certain cases and very very rare cases, if a person's mom is learning for terrible intentions, so then we say Rasha Amar Hashem Malachal Hashem says, I prefer you not study my Torah. But in general, there's the idea of and at the end of the day, there's that relationship happening. It's completely in Galvos. It's in Helen Behester. This is something we learned about in previous Prakim, at the end of Perik, uh, and Perik Lamatas and Perik Mem. And that's why you need to have the Lashma. Remember, we spoke about the whole, there was a whole, a few Prakim. We're talking about the importance of Lashma. Because if you don't have the Lashma on a mitzvah, then your mitzvah remains, a, remains a, there's almost zero gilui of. The Ratzon Hashem in that, even though it's there, but it's not begilui, it's not revealed. When you have the Lashma, then you're, that everything becomes revealed. You're revealing that connection. But then the day, personal learns Torah. There's that... Uh, connection. Yeah. But he needs to contemplate of the godless Hashem in order to, to, to develop an emotion of, of Ahavah. So the Ahavah Hashem is the davening. And when a person davens properly, so what's that going to cause the person? Maybe a sacrifice, the first connect, thing. To connect to right. And that's why Taki in the Halacha, it's brought down, maybe a sacrifice, Then after davening, you're not supposed to right away run off to work. You're supposed to sit down and learn some Torah after davening. And that's because the whole davening is a, actually is a lead up to, uh, to, to learning Torah. It's to, learn, it's to that connection, it's to the Torah. Oh, I, yeah. I see it very well. As explained in Eitz Chaim, that the Yichud, which expresses itself in kissing, the essence of it, its foundation, its Iker, is the unity of minds. Whenever you have two people, one person kissing each other, what's really going on or what's deeper is they have the meeting of two peoples, of two minds, and it's expressing itself in a kiss, what is the meeting of minds? How, do, how, do, how does our Chabad, our mind, meet Hashem's mind? That is the studying of Torah. But Iyun HaTorah means the, the contemplation of Torah, not the, the words. Iyun means yes, depth. right, contemplating the depth of Torah. And what is the function of the mouth? The, the, the mouth reveals the spirit. And reveals in a, in a revealed way. And that is the speaking the words of Torah. So when you speak the words of Torah, Hashem speaking His words of Torah, is revealing His ruach. We speak words of Torah. We're revealing our ruach, and they both come together. As the pasuk says, Hashem Adam. 
and that which comes out of the mouth of Hashem, a person lives. So we see the idea of the speaking is the idea of the revelation of that which goes on inside. So now the question becomes, okay, so in a human relationship, I understand why we need, why we need kissing, because you have two people, they're both human beings, and they don't, they're not necessarily mind readers or heart readers, so the kiss expresses that love. But in my relationship with Hashem, what's wrong if I don't speak the words of Torah? I'm connecting to Hashem. Why does it have to be revealed through my mouth? What is being accomplished when I say the words of Torah? What's wrong with me taking a Gemara and reading it? Who knows what you're thinking anyways. Yeah, and it's, if it's about the connection, who am I revealing it to? What's the point of revealing it? Nashikin is the revelation of it, but what's the point of this revelation? What for? Within me, I have that connection. We have this, you know, from a Yidin. Sorry. Doing mitzvahs brings one into a closer connect, a closer uh, relationship with Hashem. We're not talking about doing mitzvahs. Right now, we're talking about the importance of articulating the words of Torah. You know, because we're, because we're from, so we don't pay attention sometimes to uh, certain odd things about us. You know, you ever been on a subway or on a bus and you see someone reading a book and they're, and they're saying, <laughs> they're reading the words? You don't see that? They're moving their eyes. And yet we were sitting with our, we're sitting with our safer and uh, our lips are moving. Whether it's whether we're, whether we're learning or whether we're davening, it's a strange thing. What for? The purpose of speaking, if you ask a person in the world, what's the purpose of speaking? What's the purpose of your mouth? What's the purpose of words when there's another person? I need to express my... Uh, so why do we have to move our why do we have to move our mouths even by davening why do we have to move our mouths yeah we're talking to Hashem but Hashem can read my heart but especially when I'm learning Torah what's the purpose of moving your mouth when you're learning Torah why why do I have to verbalize why do I have to verbalize the words of Torah what's the function of that you can't understand otherwise you're not going to remember no. go tell that to the go tell that to the person who's studying uh, you know geometry or law they they manage to go through many books many texts and they don't they don't say it and they manage to pass the, their exams. They pass the test and finish. He doesn't remember that anymore. You so you're saying that it's a school of for uh, it's a school of for memory. Okay. So by the way, there, there could be multiple correct answers to one question. Al Rebbe is going to give a deeper answer though. But uh, we're so not used to the idea of, of how strange it is to the extent that if I asked you to learn some Gemara and and I put and I put a piece of tape on your mouth, you'd feel very strange. Imagine just reading a Gemara like that. What? Right, right. Okay, there are many. There could be many valid answers. But the Rebbe is going to give her a deeper answer to this whole thing. The Gemara says that the Bruria once bumped into Bruria was the wife of Rameir, and she once bumped into Talmud, that he was learning, and he was not uh, articulating, and she gave it to him over the head and said, "Chayim he." Lemaitz Ahem, the Torah is a life, Lemaitz Ahem, which the literal title of Lemaitz Ahem means for those who find it, they will find the words of Torah. But she said Lemaitz Ahem means Lemaitz Ahem to those who articulate it. But why? Why is it? Why is it Chaim Him Lemaitz Ahem? Why is it? Why do we need to articulate? Especially again, as we just said, that when you have the v'hoyat v'ara me'ela shernechim etzavcha hayoyim, you already have the izdapkus rucha berucha. You already have. You already have that. So what? What is the purpose of the nishikim? It's like you say you give a kiss, but uh, you must close. But sorry, 
You give a kiss, but you mouse his cloth. Mouth Yeah, you kiss. He's <laughs> not kissing. But who says you have to kiss with the mouth open? Without different day, without saying it. You know? You're having such a difficult time because yeah. it's it's as a from a yid, it's so <laughs> obvious to us that you have to say it feels strange even not. But I'm telling you that if you go in the, in, 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 in the rest of the world, they look at you like you're crazy. Like what's this all about? You don't say it. No. And, and even by us, there's that dichotomy. When you read a newspaper, you're busy... Uh... No, I don't say nothing. Okay. What? 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 It's like you went in for me, He's asking, why do you need to go babble that? Anyways. When you learn by yourself, what's the purpose of that? Then I remember Says the Alter Rebbe, Mekal Makim, Mekal Makim, still, You're not yet to the mitzvah of learning Torah, Behir, Ve'iyon, Levadeh. Through thinking about it and pondering the words of Torah, ad to be to be the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, you have to articulate it. This is negayet halacha also. Before we learn Torah, we have to make a berachas Torah. But before you think words of Torah, you don't have to make a berachas Torah. You're allowed to think, you're allowed to think words of Torah before berachas Torah because the mitzvah, the mitzvah entails verbalizing the words. Why is it? Why is it so important to verbalize the words? Even though, as I mentioned earlier again, happens through the understanding. And we're not going to move away from that. That, that, will, that will always remain correct. Which is that the Istapkos Rucha Berucha is not through the words. The Istapkos Rucha Berucha is through the understanding. So why do you have to say it? The purpose is because you want to bring the Eirin Saf, which is in the Torah, you want to bring it all the way down. Ad Nefesh all the way down to the nefesh achiyunis, the, the, the animal soul, the nefesh bahamis, hashichenes bedama adam, which is in the blood of the person, hamisavim edoimim tsebeyachai. And where does the blood of the person come from? From the various things that you eat, the things that are inanimate, the water that you eat, the minerals that you eat, tsebeyach, the plant life that we eat, and the chai, the animals that we eat. In order to elevate them all, to, actually, let's start before Kedel Halis. So, what is the reason why? What is the reason why you have to articulate it? Because when you articulate it, you're involving your nefesh, your nefesh Bahamas. Because the, the, the nefesh that actually operates the physical function is not the nefesh alakis. It's the Nefshah Bahamas, when the Nefshah Lakis, when you want the Nefshah Lakis wants to do a mitzvah or wants to learn Torah, it has to work through, it has to work through the, the system. It's like you have, uh, today you have the big wireless companies, like Sprint and AT&T and Verizon, maybe T-Mobile, or you have the big wireless companies, then you have a million smaller ones, you know, you walk down the street in, in Bar Park or Flatbush, and you have, you know, okay, this, uh, this company, $19 a month, $25 a month, right? Uh, for free, unlimited, this, all that. Those little companies. Now you're wondering, how does this little company, which is owned by Little Yidl on 46th Street, how did they manage to put up uh, you know, wires and cell towers all across the United States? And they're offering you the cell service when you go to Montana. How did they, how did they manage that? And the answer is, is because he's using one of the networks. All these little networks use one of the big networks. They use the wires and the cell towers of these big networks. Why do the big networks allow them? That's another story. It's uh, uh, FCC rules, um, different government, government uh, regulations. 
But the same thing is, the Nafshal case can't do anything on its own. It has to use the wiring and the cell towers. It has to use the functions of the Nafshal Muhammad. So when every time a person does a mitzvah, the Nafsha Bahamas, the Kedusha of the Mitzvah, is permeating also the Nafsha Bahamas. And as the Alter Rebbe says, not only is it permeating the Nafsha Bahamas, but where does the Nafsha Bahamas come from? The Nafsha Bahamas comes from, the Nafsha Bahamas gains its subsistence from all the worldly things around it, the clothing that it wears, and the watch that it has, the, the, the tables, and the chairs, and the food and everything. So that when a person does a Mitzvah, all of the support that we spoke about this when we learned uh, Perik Lamed Ches and Tanya, the entire support, what? Elevating. The whole support system becomes elevated also. But the support system does not become elevated by the Nefesh Elikis. That's an important thing we spoke about back then. When you do a mitzvah, so the actual physical object that you use for the mitzvah becomes elevated. So for example, the leather of the tefillin becomes elevated. The matzah that you eat becomes elevated. The... Um, you know, all the, the, the esrig the, the the, the, that you use, the money that you give to tzedakah. All these things become actually elevated. But what about all the 99.9% the of, ob, of objects in this world that, will, that never were and never will be used for a mitzvah? How are they elevated? Hashem wants a dirah and Hashem wants that every element of the tachtoinim should be part of this dirah. And if he's going to wait that every single object in this world is used for a mitzvah, and if that's what Mashiach is waiting for, it's not happening. We spoke about this. So how, how do we elevate the entire world? The answer is, is that every Yid has a support cast. There's, one, there's, a, there's a part of the world which you are Milo to Kedusha. The world is divided into 600,000, 600,000 times 600,000. We spoke about this at length, you know, the, the factory in China that produces the buttons for your suit. So when you wear your suit and you use it to help you to, to and then you put it on, able to daven and to be able to respect Hashem, so then you're elevating, you're elevating that uh, that that factory in China. So when a yid serves the Eibushter, they're elevating components from around the world. We spoke about this, especially today when we have a, a global economy, and therefore today. We, we sit over here and we serve Hashem and we're elevating things all over the world. All those things, everything that enables us to do Torah Mitzvahs because the whole world was created there is no element of the world that's not there to support a Yid. So every single thing that was created, it can't be. There can't be, uh, there can't be a field in Pakistan which was not created to enable a Yid to, to, to learn Mitzvahs, to, to learn Torah, do Mitzvahs or it wouldn't have been created. So, when all the Eden do the mitzvahs, we elevate the entire world. But, that field in Pakistan, or that button factory in China, my neshama doesn't need it. My neshama doesn't need buttons, and my neshama doesn't need soy. My neshama doesn't need anything. So who needs, who needs the buttons, and who needs the soy from the factory, from the, from the plant? Nasha Muhammad, right. So the... The nefesh alikis on its own is not mile of the world. When the nefesh alikis elevates the nefesh abahamis, then it drags with it, thank you very much, it drags with it the whole support system behind it and makes it into dira betachtoina. So we ask the question, why is it important to move your lips when you're learning Torah? And the answer is taka, 
for the sake of this dapkus rucha berucha, for the sake of the relationship with Hashem Taki, you wouldn't need it. That relationship you can have also, without also without it. However, the Eibishter wants that the kedusha of the Torah should also penetrate the world. So when you use your, when you articulate the words with your mouth, so then your nefesh, you're, you're employing your nefesh Bahamas. And your nefesh Bahamas then becomes elevated. And together, when the nefesh Bahamas is elevated, that's elevating also all the demon Samechai, which is the support cast of the nefesh Bahamas. So that's the reason why you have to speak the words of Torah, not because the Torah needs it, and not because your relationship with Hashem needs it. You're fine without it. But the Ratzon alien is... The Ratzon is that you should also, that the whole world should also become holy, and that happens through articulating the words of Torah, which is interesting. You know, we don't stop and think about this. Maybe also because we didn't know it until today. But we're talking about when you're learning Torah, that there's actually two things that are going on at the same time. One is your Izdapkos, Rucha, Berucha, your connection with Hashem, which is primarily something which is going on in your mind. That's the Yichud Chabad Bechabad. That's the connection of your Chabad with Hashem's Chabad. And then there's the impact you're having on the world and the fact that you're making a dir betachtoinim and that happens through the akimah svasav, through the moving the lips. And that's why you did not, we're not mekayim the mitzvah of learning Torah without moving the lips because the whole purpose of mitzvahs is to elevate the world. And to elevate the world you need to move your lips. Why moving lips versus thinking about it? What's his question again? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Thinking about you also need the gift. Don't you need your brain to think? Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that this is spoken about. And apparently, at the end of the day, when the brain is being used in a more of a passive way by the Nefeshalikis, and the Nefshah Bahamas is not so necessary. The, to, to, just to express the Chabad, just to express the thoughts, the Nefshah itself has the ability to do that. But in terms of motor function of the body, that's something which requires the Nefshah Bahamas. The Nefshah is spiritual, not physical. That's why the emphasis here is about the dumb, is about the blood. And therefore, the mind is only the keli for the nefesh alikis, but the mind is not uh, playing a role. So the nefesh the, the hamas isn't really playing a role here. The nefesh hamas has to play a role when it comes to actually moving and functioning. What is the concept we have in Chabad? Before davening, you don't say anything, you don't know anything, you just think about Hashem. And then you start davening, then you start. That's contemplative. Yeah. So what, what, which walk by walk is this? We'll talk about that either later today or next week. We're going to talk about that itself. Now, by the way, interestingly, I think I mentioned this in the past that there's a set of farm called Shurim Besefer Atanya. It's probably up here somewhere. Yeah. Right there. Three, three farm over there in the, the Yudha, in, in, in red, that's in the Yiddish. Next to it, you have it in the Hebrew also. You have a few sets over there. Shurim Besefer Atanya is that over the years, there's a rabbi whose name was Rabbi Yosef Weinberg. He passed away probably around uh, 10 years ago or so. And for many years, sorry, he would talk right. Every month of Shabbos, he would give a shir on the radio. You, you listened to it? But you, see, you, I didn't know you understand Yiddish. You understand Yiddish? Yeah. He was a Yid who was filled with Yislavos. He was filled with Yislavos. He was the Baltfila. He was the Baltfila in 770 for... Uh, for Yom Leiroim, he daven Musaf, he daven Slichas, and he was a very big Balislavas, you could see, very big Balislavas. Yeah.
So he gave shiurim. But apparently, despite everything, he was missing a little self-confidence. And he didn't, he, uh, unlike me, who just, I walk in and I teach the, the, the peyrek and I add lib, he didn't feel comfortable. He had to push it, uh, take notes. He wrote down the entire shir, word for word, which is the shir, Masei Fratanya, is the shirim on radio. So he came and he read it and he read, he, he actually would read the, he would read the shirim. And it's pretty amazing that he had this lahavos with that because usually it's hard to have a lahavos when you're reading off a script. It's like that's a whole chachma is to be able to read a scripted this thing and still to be able to sound so natural. And then and what he and when he first started, he gave into the Rebbe his transcripts, the, the his notes, and he was very surprised, pleasantly surprised that the Rebbe edited the notes. We made many edits on them, and there were also um, added added many different comments before on them. Before he said that in the radio. Yes, yes. Before before the ship, every single thing, the whole thing was edited. The entire Tanya, the whole five things. So if you're looking over there, every once in a while, you'll see it says Ha'aras Shlita, a comment from the Rebbe, and the Rebbe comments. So many of the biurim from the Rebbe that we have on Tanya, many of the Rebbe's explanations, many of which I've shared over the over the years, come from Shirim B'Sefer Tanya, from those uh, from those. Uh, those uh, those notes and actually today all those notes are online the actual ksavyad you have the typewritten pages and the Rebbe's ksavyad there's a site called hagois.com and you can go on Tanya and you can see every single page of Tanya you can see the notes in Yiddish and the Rebbe's uh, you can hear them he has tapes of it no 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 not the I tapes but you, I don't know I don't know if there are tapes of it but you see actually the he has the Tanya with the explanation in Yiddish and you see the Rebbe's notes on it the largest note of the Rebbe, Antanya, is on the end of this parak, and the parak Namtes. I'm talking about a note, which if... Give me one second. To give you an idea. So this is the note from the Rebbe. This is what the Rebbe wrote from here until over here. Wow. Now that doesn't sound so long, but you have to realize if you know the Rebbe's style of writing, the Rebbe, well, the Rebbe writes, the, the one thing that people noted about the Rebbe is that although the Rebbe spoke at length and explained things very elaborately, but when the Rebbe wrote, it was very bikitzer, very cryptic. Everything the Rebbe wrote was mamish bikitzer, bikitzer. Just to give you an idea of how, how hard it was to figure out what was going on. You see, these are very, the fine print, the small letters. This is, they were trying to explain here what the Rebbe is saying. So it starts over here in these small letters. This whole page. And this whole page. And these tiny letters. Just explaining, trying to explain. This whole page and this whole page. Rebbe Weinberg. In other words, after they got the note, I can imagine they sat for a week and broke their heads and tried to figure out what the Rebbe is saying. Because again, it's written very, very, I read the note. Very hard, in other words, and they wrote up the, they, they wrote up the whole explanation of what of what the Rebbe was trying to say in that note, because at the end of the page over here, there's a lot of Dr. Rebbe throws many ideas, and uh, so basically, I'm I'm explaining it to you more or less the way the Rebbe explained it, but there's a lot. I'm just going to say there's a lot, really a lot going on here behind the scenes, in these last lines and what's going on over here, and the Rebbe has a whole mahalach on how he explains it. So, 
What we have, let's, let's recap over here and let's see where we're going further. And the Rebbe, again, cuts it up piece by piece and explains every single two lines, every single line over here, what the Rebbe is trying to add on what we said earlier. So what we have so far is there's the Stapkus Rucha Berucha, which happens through the Vahayu Advara Me'ela Shanechem Etzav Chayyim Aluvavecha. And then there's another thing which is that I need, to, I need to elevate the world, I need to bring Kedusha to the entire world, so... The purpose of the Vidibarta bam is to bring Kedusha to the entire world. So now we have now we have the question. Okay, I understand why it's important for me to articulate the words of, of Torah. But why is it stated in the Shema? The Shema is about Vyahafta Isa Shemalikacha. And then the question becomes: I love Hashem. What am I supposed to do about it? How do I connect to Hashem? The answer to that is through learning Torah, and that has nothing to do with articulation. That has to do with True, I need to articulate, but that's for a reason, which is unconnected to the Vahafta. It's, it doesn't belong here. In another, in another place in Torah, in another parsha, it should have said, you remember I told you that you have to... Uh, understand words of Torah, then here's another idea, which is also you have to articulate it. Because seemingly it's out of theme over here, because the theme over here is one of Ava. And for the purposes of Ava, you don't need it. To put it in different words, the Rebbe says, and use, using words that, are, that appear in Chassidus very often, there's something called Hala, and there's something called Hamshacha. These are in the Chassidic dictionary. You have the Mamarim all over the place. Hala means lifting up. To elevate. And then there's Hamshacha. Hamshacha means bringing down godliness over here into the world. Ava is Hala. Ava is like a fire. Ava is me striving to reach for Hashem. And how is that Hala accomplished? By me understanding Torah. The Alav Avecha. By me understanding Torah, I am being drawn closer to Hashem. Then there's another idea. There's Hamshacha, which is through. Articulating the words, the Vidibartabam is what brings Hashem down into all, all the world, not only into me, but also into the entire world. So it seems to be over here we have a confusion over here of Allah and Amshacha. The topic over here is Ava, so we should stick to Allah. Continues the Alter Rebbe. We're holding by the words Kidei, Kidei Lahalois. Nine lines from the bottom of the Perik. First word in the line is Medoimim. Says Al-Tarebbe, what is the ultimate purpose of bringing Kedusha into the entire world? is to elevate the entire world. The Doimim, the Shemeach, and the Chai, to elevate it all to Hashem. Im together with the entire world. And to subsume them in the Hashem's unity and Hashem's light. Which will illuminate to this world, v'ladarim, and to its inhabitants, v'bichin gilui in a revealed way, v'nigla k'vayd Hashem, and Hashem's, Hashem's kovid will be revealed, v'ro'o kol basar v'chulu, and all flesh will see Hashem, which that will be when, which that will be when Mashiach comes. Salter Rebbe is saying over here, and this way the Rebbe understands the Peirik, Salter Rebbe is saying, it's all part of the halah. If you have a love for Hashem and you want to subsume yourself with the, to Hashem, part of that also is you're going to want to bring everything along with you. That it's not only that you uh, yourself want to have a connection to Hashem, you're also going to want to gather everything in the entire world and be myla together with you 
And that can only be done through the Vidibartabam through articulating. So that's why we continue Vidibartabam. Elevate yourself to Hashem, but don't stop over there. Your love for Hashem should be large enough and big enough that you also want to elevate everything else also to Hashem. Then continues Alter Rebbe and says that this also is going to be a direct result of the Hisboininus. The Vidibartabam is also a direct result of this Bainanus in the two Birches Krishma that preceded the Krishma. We're still on the topic of the Bartabam. The Isnapkos Rucha Birucha, the Hayyad Varamela Shanechim Etzavcha Yoim Alavavacha, that's fine. We're still trying to fully uh, figure out the purpose of the Bartabam and how it's part of the theme of the Davening over here. So if you remember, we spoke two Shiurim ago. We spoke that, the, that Krishma is preceded by two Brachas. The first bracha talks about the malachim, and about the malachim who are aimed in Burumailam, and they, um, <coughs> excuse me, they, um, and they say Kaddish, 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 Hashem Tzavakis, Moloi Chalaretz Kavayde, and then they say, and Baruch Kavayde Hashem Mkoyme, and we talk about how the malachim, or the, the great and the malachim, but nevertheless, the Eibishter does not choose them. That's part of the Isboidinus of Birchas Krishma is that despite the incredible holiness of the Malachim, but nevertheless, the Eibishter chooses Davka us. Eibishter chooses us. And then we move into the second, and that's really, and the second one is that the Eibishter chooses us, Ubana Bacharta, that's the second one. So the first one is about the Malachim, the greatness of the Malachim, but nevertheless, the Eibishter chooses Davka us. Both of these is innocent. The greatness of the Malachim, however, at the same time, our Hashem doesn't choose them, chooses us, should lead to the Vidibar as the Al-Tarebbe will explain. is the purpose of the chaining down of all the worlds. It's because the Eivishter wanted that his covet should be over here in this world. As we say in Davening, in Birchus Krishma. The Eibishter wants to be present here. Dafke bebechines gili wants to be revealed here. And how is that accomplished? Lahapcha cheshoicha lenohira umirira lemiska by transforming the darkness to light and that which is bitter to sweet. Keniska liul barichus as mentioned earlier at length. Vizel otachlis kavana saadam bavidase and this is the tachlis of the person here in his avodah. Lahamshech eir insayv baruch ulemata to bring down the eir himself over here into this world. So again, what's the purpose of the Vidibartabam? So before we said, because we want to elevate, we want to elevate everything to Hashem. And why do we want to elevate everything to Hashem? Go back to this Bainus that we just concluded, this Bainus that we just concluded in Birchas Krishma. We talked about the Malachim. And how despite their greatness and despite their holiness and despite their purity, how Hashem doesn't uh, has no uh, particular affection for them. He doesn't love them. Now that might sound bad that he doesn't love them. What he created? He loves us. What? If he does, he probably loves them, but not as much as he loves us. Otherwise, he wouldn't have created them to begin with. Do you have an oven in your apartment? Who? An oven. Do you have an oven in your apartment? Yeah, I have. Stove. You use it? Sure. It's good. Sure. Do you love it? It's a short extension. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. I can't yeah, you. <laughs> I don't love it. I have no emotions to it, but I like it. There we it. go. In other words, 
when you say that Hashem doesn't love the Malachim, ah, so Hashem is mean to them. No, He's not mean to them. You're probably not mean to your stove either, right? No. But your stove, it's not a balbachira. It doesn't, uh, doesn't choose to do a good job. Hopefully it has good craftsmanship. It does its job. And you take care of it. And if it breaks down, you'll be sad. Because <laughs> you'll have to buy a new one. Not because you have any particular feelings for it. But who do you love? A person loves their children. You love you. In other words, you love yourself. You love your friends, right? No, I lose money. I'm, I'm Hashem involved. loves us. To say Hashem <laughs> loves the malachim. <laughs> what? I says I would lose money if I lost. I have to pay more money out of my pocket. Right. Okay. That's Hashem I, loves us. We're His children. And then He has, you know, to, to, you know. Uh, today, most people they spend more time with their with their phones than they do with their children. But who do they love more? Do you love your phone? No. So, because, because it's not a... I mean, you, you, you value it, you treasure it maybe, but you don't, the word love is misplaced over. The Abishur doesn't love the Malach and he loves us. Why? Because we have free choice. And it is Nafka, we, who have the ability to be Mahapech HaShaychel and to transform darkness into light. And we're talking about the darkness within. Malachim don't have any darkness. There is no darkness in the world that they inhabit. And therefore, Ubanu Bacharta Makalam Balashan, the Ibishtar chose us because we are the taqlis of everything. At the end of the day, taqlis kavana sa'adam is everything. We are the taqlis. Why? Because we are the ones who live here in a world where there's darkness, taqa, and with the Yitzhahara and with the Nafsha Mahamis. And we're able to be Mahapikhiral. We're able to take this world and make it into Dirbitahtoin. Malachim can't do that. Malachim are beautiful, they're great, they're holy, but they can't do that. Now, before Krishna, we spent two brachas, again, the brach of Yitzhah and the brach of Ava Salam, and we spent the, those two brachas contemplating these ideas. Why? Because this, this leads us to how do I come to love Hashem? We're speaking here about the Ava of Kamayim Apanam Lapanam, and we realize how much Hashem loves us, as opposed to everything that's going on in the higher world that brings us to have Ava Hashem. But that same Hizboyinus that we had in Birchash Krishma leads you not only to the Vayu Advaram Eila Shanechim Mitzavchim Alulavecha, but it has to necessarily lead you to Vidibar Tabam, to speaking the words. Because if you realize that what makes you special, why is it that the Ebishter, you know, the Malachim aren't important to him? And why is it that the Tachlis is you? And why does the Ebishter love you? Because it is you who have the ability to bring to fruition the Eibishter's plan. The Eibishter has a desire. He has a, a desire for Dira Betachtoyne. He wants the Eirin Sof Shabi Lamata in every single year of the world. He can't do it. The Eibishter can't do it. If he could have done it, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have created us. And the Malachim certainly can't do it. Because they don't have Bechir Rechavshis. And they can't fight with, with, um, with, with Ra and with Mnirus. So who can is us? That's what makes us special. That's why Hashem loves us. That's why we love Hashem. If you're learning Torah, and you're only doing you're only doing it in your mind, and you're not articulating the words, and therefore you're not elevating the entire world, so you're missing the boat. You're missing the whole point. No, you're not Yitzhah Talmud No, we mentioned that earlier. Mitzvah Talmud Torah has to be through Akim Aswatsa. You have to... You have to, as we said, if you think ter- words of Torah, you do not, you do not have to make Bechus of Torah. I've learned from the Sefer. 
So I, when we're so you, that's that's incorrect. That's incorrect. Yediyas atayra is an incredibly important thing. Ruven, just one, give me one second, Shalvan. If after being in Tanya share for four years you're still being worried about tzchar mitzvah, then we have to start Tanya over again. <laughs> We have to move past that. We want the Abish there. Anyways, yes. No, so Yediyas is if you're if you're contemplating it, even if you're not uh, you're not articulating it, you're you're being yotze that Yediyas uh, No, there is, there is no mitzvah Yediyas There's no such mitzvah. Where 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 is there such a mitzvah? It says Talmud is a mitzvah. Yeah. Now Yediyas is an incredibly important thing. And if you look earlier in Perich of Gimel and Tanya, the Alter Rebbe talks over there, he distinguishes between the mitzvah of Limad Atayr and the mitzvah, and the idea of Yediyah Atayr. In Perich of Gimel. Um, it's not considered part of Limad Atayr? I mean... Uh, give me one second. It's not part of the mitzvah of Limit HaTayra, but it is something which is... It's a result. It is something which is very, very important. And again, the Isdapkos Rucha Berucha happens through the Yediyas HaTayra, the Iyun HaTayra. But the, the point of a mitzvah, the Ebishter gave us mitzvahs, every mitzvah is to elevate the world. Elevate the Nefshah Bahamas and the world. And the mitzvah of the mitzvah Yediyas Hatayra, despite the fact, okay, it's Peter K. I'm sorry. If you look, if you look in page eighteen, Peter K. You see, it says Vizay Smiley Yisera in the middle of the page. <coughs> page eighteen. You see it. This is an advantage, an infinitely greater advantage which the mitzvah of Yediyas HaTayra and understanding Tayra has I'll call a mitzvah over all action mitzvahs even mitzvahs that are connected to speaking even the mitzvah of Talmud Tayra which is Bedibur so the mitzvah of Talmud Tayra is Bedibur then there's another thing called Yediyas HaTayr, the Al-Tarebbe actually refers here to mitzvah, but it's not one of the 613 mitzvahs. But Yediyas HaTayr is something which is incredible, and Yediyas HaTayr accomplishes something which nothing else accomplishes. The yichud that a person has with Hashem, through Yediyas HaTayr, for example, if you pull out a chumash, and you just read the words, and you don't understand the word of what you're saying, you're yoytze the mitzvah of Talmud Tayr. Now if you open up a Gemara and you read the words, you didn't do anything. Because you have to understand, because the essence of Tarish Malpa is Hatsaga. But if you open up a Chumash, so the myth, you had the myth of, the, uh, 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 of Talmud Torah, but you don't have Yediyas HaTorah. So you're missing out on the Yichud, the incredible Yichud, which only Torah offers. When we say that Torah connects you to Hashem in a way which no other mitzvah does, that is a function of the Yediyas HaTorah. So we're not in any way here denigrating Yediyas HaTorah. But the question is, why isn't Yediyas HaTorah enough? And the answer is because Yediyah Satayra connects you to Hashem. But why were you put here in this world? Just to elevate the world. Just to elevate. So if you're, if you're learning Torah and all you're doing is you're knowing it, 
So in your mind, you're connecting, you're having this Yizdapkus Rucha Berucha, but you're missing the point. The main point is that everything, every Aliyah that a person has, every Aliyah that a person has has to be, it has to lead to something in this world. So a week and a half ago was the, the yard site of Rabbi Tzunchayim Mushka, the Babacher Rebbe's wife. She passed away in Chav Shvat. And on her first yard site was Chav Shvat Tavshin Memtes in 1989, her first yard site. So the Rebbe, the Fabregen, the Rebbe discussed the Halacha in Rambam. You know, the Rebbe established the saying of Rambam, uh, the, the saying, the, the learning of Rambam and saying, no, I'm saying it's based on what we're learning over here. Yeah, deeper, yeah. So the the Rambam of that day, Halach and Hilchah Shabbos, where it says that a mavir, that someone who burns something on Shabbos, says Chayiv, who should That is only if you needed the ashes. So the, the Rambam says that the chiyuv min of burning is if you needed the ashes for something, like for coal or something. Sorry? It was strictly destructive. Right, if it was strictly destructive. And the Rebbe spoke about the idea of a histalkus, which is hamavir sometimes it's a fire, and the shama goes up, goes up to heaven in, um, in a fire, in a spiritual fire. But the only way that that's constructive is if there's some sort of physical, something physical that comes from it. So the, all the aliyahs that the neshama has in Gan Eden, but the neshama wants to know, did I inspire someone here in this world who remains behind to do a mitzvah, to learn some Torah, to do something? The, as great as the aliyah that a neshama might have, a great aliyah that a neshama might have, it knows that the tachlis is down here, and therefore it, 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 it wants to know, is there any afer? Did I leave any ashes behind? But I went up in a fire, did I inspire anyone? Did I inspire anyone to do, to, to, to do something extra? And the neshama eagerly awaits tchiyas amesim, and in that sicha the Rebbe says something incredible, Vart, the Rebbe says that the neshama is also in galos, until tchiyas amesim, and perhaps in a bigger galos than we are down here. Can you imagine that? That the neshama in Gan Eden is in a bigger galos than we are. Why? Because here, at least, we can do mitzvahs. We can do mitzvahs. The neshama, so the neshamas wait from, are, are waiting for Mashiach and Tchiyas HaMesim. And, and the fact that they're waiting for it more than we are is not a chiddush because they're spiritual. But the etzem, their galos is a greater galos than our galos. Because at least we are able to do mitzvahs. So, you can learn Tairan, you can have the Mitzvah Yediyas have Tairan, you can, um, and you can have this incredible connection with Hashem, but the question is, if you don't articulate it, you're missing the point, which is, that the Abishar put you down here. But the point, the, the point that Rebbe is saying is, that this is all a, a byproduct of the Yisbeinimus before Shema, that because before Shema we spoke about the Malachim, and their, and their relative insignificance, relative to Klal Yisrael, and how the Abishar Dafka loves us. Why? Because we're the ones who do dir betachtoinim. Therefore, when we come to Krishna and we say, and I, I have to love Hashem, and I have to learn Torah, and also the deep artabam, I must articulate the words because that's what makes me special. So it directly follows everything that we learned, uh, everything that is Benyanus, which was before Krishna. And one last Nakud that the Rebbe adds in over here. Rak Shatsarat Khila Halas Man 
But before, before I learn Torah, and I'm bring down the Aryan stuff in this world, I have to have halal asman. So we, these are words that we bumped into earlier on Antonia, and we bumped into the Peric, um, bumped into Peric, uh, Yud and Peric Mem in the, in the Hagoyis. Man and Mad, right? Man is Rashi Tevis of Mayin and Nukvin, female waters. Yeah, and then there's the, the counterpart for that is Mad, which is Mayin Dukhurin, Mem Dalad, uh, male waters. And in Kabbalah, it talks about this idea of that there's uh, female waters, which are our waters, and then there's the male waters. Water represents the idea of pleasure, as we learned in Perik Aleph and Tanya. The four, you have the four Yisoydis, the four spiritual Yisoydis, the four spiritual elements, so water represents the idea of Tainug. So our Tainug in Hashem results in a... Um, in Hashem's Tainug in us. In, in, in more classics of this, this is sometimes called... Isarusa de la Tata and Isarusa de la which means awakening from below, which leads to awakening from above. So Isarusa de la Tata is the equivalent of the man, Mayin Nukvin. In order for us to be able to bring down the Aryan Saf into the entire world and, to ele- and, and thereby to make the whole world holy, first we have to have that hala. We have to first have that hala asman, elevate ourselves up to Hashem. How and where and when do we elevate ourselves up to Hashem? When we say, When we have this tremendous love for Hashem, that's our awakening from below, that causes that when we learn Torah, we're able then to bring holiness to the entire world. Let's just do this inside. But still, we need first, before we make the whole world holy, we need Allah Asman. We need to elevate, to uh, have an awakening from below, and to elevate ourselves to Hashem. To give over to Hashem our soul and our entire being, as mentioned earlier. Now, <clears throat> over the last few prakim, from Peter, starting from Perik Memvav through Perik Memtas, so that would be uh, four prakim, we learned a lot of different elements of davening and the different kavanas. So, what I would like to do next week, before we start Perik Nun, I don't think we're going to start Perik Nun next week, I think we're going to start it the week after that. Next week, we are going to have, pull out some Sidurim over here. And we're actually going to go through the davening and we're going to pause every single place where the Alter Rebbe explains a piece in the davening and we're going to see how davening is a journey, where it leads to, where we're coming from, where we're going to and we're going to see how the prakim we just learned gives us a whole mahalach and a meaningful way yeah, how to daven. There's no direct pirush on the siddur, although the Alter Rebbe did make a siddur. But... Um, the, in the last four parakim, we've discussed many different elements oh, of the Birchas Krishma and Krishma. We're going to put them in order, and we're actually going to go through them and see how the, the, the whole, the whole, that whole thing, the whole Birchas Krishma and Krishma, is a journey where it's come, where it's going to, and all of that.